Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joe, welcome. How are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you? You know, Joe, uh, the because of where the Yankees are, uh, the roster ha- and because of the super subs, the roster has already started a big debate. You know, one week it's – and Maben and, and Talkman have cooled off, so now it's Ford, then it's this guy, then it's Ursula. When you get there on this – You've been in that room. You've been there through the meetings as everyone throws in their two cents. Talk to me about the idea of the guy who, what he has to show you in September, like Stanton. Let's start with him. How much do you need to see from Stanton to make sure you feel comfortable with him on the postseason roster? I think you just have to feel good about his at-bats and how he's moving. Um, You know, obviously – he and part of it has to do with who they face in the first round right. because he kills left-handers. So if you're going to see some left-handers, uh, you know, and his at bats were good, uh, you, you got to believe that he's going to be on the roster. He's going to have to play himself off the roster, is what it comes down to, right? I, I, I think so okay. I, because he's such a huge, impactful bat. Um, they got some tough decisions. Let me get you to know. a more ticklish one, CC. If you're not going to start him, would you even put him on the roster? I. I my thought is he probably wouldn't be on the roster. Okay. Um, I would you know, agree. I would agree. Yeah. I, I, How many do you want to carry, Joe? 12 or 13? Pitchers? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, 12? it because could be 11 need, or 12. Uh, yeah, so, you, a, so you can live with 11, you think? Or would you take the extras nowadays? Well, would you, you take the take extra reliever? Right, but you're would you gonna... take the extra reliever nowadays because you use so many? Or would you, go to, would you be comfortable with 12? Or you could even be comfortable with 11? Um. You know, part of it depends on how they're pitching, but right. the Yankee starters uh, this year have not given a ton of distance like every other so team. So you might go 12. You might go 12. You might go 12. Okay. Right. Are you comfortable? Do you need to have, because you have the flip-flop with Didi, LeMayu, and Torres able to cover for each other, you don't need a utility man, but you, would you want to take a guy who could steal a base like a Wade, or you would stay away from that? Um, I would think that, that you probably wouldn't, okay. um, you know, uh, because I think then you're taking a spot away from one of those outfielders that might be able to help you more. Gotcha. You know, and, and you know, let's face it. Baseball has not come down to a stolen base game. Right. In, anymore. It's, but sometimes it's, about, it's that one at bat, that one inning, you know, late in the game or an extra I, inning or something, but you, I would, agree. You, you would rather, you don't need to carry him from a utility standpoint because you can cover the position so well. So you're probably not going to carry him, Right. Right. I think if it was anyone, it would have been Terrence Gore. Gotcha. Would you take the one of the guys who Maben's the clubhouse favorite, Talkman's probably the most complete. Would you take the guy who's the hottest at the moment uh, of the guys who, or, or would you match him up based on the opponent's pitching? You're going to, you're going to match up the guy who fits best against the opponent's pitching. Okay. And that, you know, that might be, we'll see who it is because they bring different things. Maben's very popular and he's an older veteran. Talkman's probably the most complete guy because he can catch the ball and he, and he steals a base now and again. Both of them have cooled off, ironically. Ford's been hot of late. 
uh, uh, Maven's two for 20 and Talkman's three for 23. So they both have cooled off a little bit. Yeah, I think you're going to look at their body of work, though, because, I mean, every hitter goes through that. I mean, there was a, a period where Ford was struggling. Um, it's the quality of bats that I'm more worried about. And if you're going to have more games at home, you might lean towards Tuckman because of right field, that sort of thing in the short porch and right field. But it's really going to come down to the matchup and the pitching staff that you're facing. Are you enticed to go with an outfield that gives you the extra defense with Gaudy and D.H. Stanton and leave one of your righty bats off? Or would you rather go with Stanton, even though he's a little bit of a liability, Judge and Hicks, and leave Gaudy off? Well, I mean, there's no guarantee that Hicks is going to be back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That this doesn't reoccur or something comes up. So, um, you know, I, I think if I'm going to take four outfielders and Stanton is included, right. Gardy's going to be included too. Right. Gardy, Judge, Hicks, and Stanton. Are, if I'm, yeah. I'm going on the premise Stanton's there. If he's not there, he's not there. Yeah. I mean, and, and Hicks is there too. too. We've got to both be healthy. But if they are, do you, are you enticed to play Gardy and take the extra outfielder and maybe have him make a big play in left field and put Stanton at the DH and take one less bat or try to go with Stanton in the outfield and then go with an Encarnacion or, or avoid doubling up at DH? Yeah, I, I think what you'd probably do is if Stanton's swinging the bat well, I think he's going to play. And he's probably going to play left, and Arcunacion would, would DH, and gotcha. Gardy would be part of that. And, gotcha. and Gardy, might, Gardy might end up in center. Instead I, of I mean, Hicks. Instead of Hicks. Yeah, but I think they'll take five outfielders, right? five infielders, Encarnacion, and two catchers. Gotcha. That's what I figured. Yeah, that, 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 that about figures. And you're figuring 12 pitches, just the four starters and eight relievers. Correct. And that makes it tough. And is, what about the idea of CC's leadership and what he means in that clubhouse? Does that factor in or it doesn't really? Well, it, it does, but, but the health is, is the concern. You, you know, you don't want to take a guy that you don't know physically you can count on, you know, because if you, if you're offering the ball, he's probably going to take it, but will he be at his best? That would be my biggest concern. It's going to be hard to leave him off. Um, just because what he's meant, but I think he'll understand if that's the case. And um, there's no guarantee he's even going to make it back the rest of this year at any point. Um, when you have the three teams, and we're talking about Joe Girardi, all with the same record right now, you know, the Yankees and the Astros are tied, Dodgers are a half game behind. You're not going to be able to fight for the home record, home best record all the way to the last day. You got to rest your players, you got to get your pitching in order. When do you start saying, I can't worry about that right now? I would say about the last four days um, is, is, you know, the, the big thing is you get your pitching lined up. Um, from a position standpoint, you got to remember, um, you know, the wild card game is on Tuesday in the American League. I, I have to look which is which. Tuesday and Wednesday, I have to look. Uh, I don't know so off the top of my head. Then the Yankees aren't going to play until Thursday. So right. it's not like they're going to not get rest off. They're going to get their rest off. But, but, I mean, you can't go crazy the last week trying to w- get that home record. You're not going to – that's secondary, no. right? That's got to be secondary. No. You're, you're not going to wear out your bullpen. You're not going to wear out your players. But they're going to play on a pretty regular basis. You know, you know that last week they may play – you know, five, start five of the seven games, your regulars, that sort of thing. And you'll move some guys around, but you know, that home field advantage is still really important. Hey, they and both they, have, all three teams have great records at home. Yeah. And they have to have a better record than Houston. Correct. Because yes, if they tie Houston, won the, the, right. the series. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they have to be one game 
uh, in front. The, the most important thing is health and rest. But you're still going to fight for this. I mean, because I think it's really important for both teams. Uh, what do you What do you have to do? What's What are you conscious of with your star with your relievers the last two weeks? Uh, I mean, obviously rest, yeah. but I mean, how significant are you planning out exactly when they pitch, uh, regardless of of the game, or are you still letting the game dictate even into the last week? The game dictates. You know, I used to plan it out really the last series. Just the last series, okay. The last three or four days, what do you need? Um, and then that's what we would go from. And, and you know, I would you would almost plan it like a spring training game. Okay, you three relievers are going to pitch on this day. You three relievers are going to pitch on this day, and we'll work out the last day. So you're, you know, back in the day when it was the seventh, eighth, and ninth, those three guys were not pitching on Sunday. They would pitch on Saturday for me have Sunday off, Monday, Tuesday, you know, that sort of thing, because I didn't want to jeopardize hurting them or going back-to-back where they feel a little bit of fatigue. How do you feel about, I mean, what what do you need to see from Severino? Uh, I just need to see him get people out. And, and I don't really care how long he goes. Um, if it's two innings, it's two innings. If it's three innings, it's three innings. I need to see him get his stuff be crisp, have command of all his pitches, throw strikes, and get people out, and he's a player because he's a he's either a starter or a multiple inning reliever, depending on how far he gets built up here. And what do you need to see from Batanzas? Uh, same thing, quality of stuff. Um, if his stuff is there, the velocity is there. He's throwing strikes. He's he's on the team because he's dominant. Gotcha. So so I mean, does anybody? Ch- does anybody change your mind this late in the season, how they're throwing? I mean, any of the young guys, can they elevate themselves, or is it too late to elevate yourself into status this late, this late in the season? No, I, no, I think there's some long-relief um, situations where guys could elevate themselves. Um, you know, some multiple-inning guys, because obviously Adovino and Britton and Chapman are, are going to be there. Canely's going to be there. You yep. assume that, you know, Green is going to be there. So now there's, there's three spots. So those guys can all elevate themselves to a certain status. And depending on what happens to Severino, um, that sort of thing, you know, is Hap possibly maybe a lefty out of the bullpen instead of a starter? That's a possibility. Possible. You know, and and listen, you want Hap against certain teams, you might want Hap. On certain teams, you might not want Hap, you know, depending on the team, you know? Yeah. So that's why it's so important to figure out the matchup first and and how the guys are throwing, and then you go from there. Do you, uh, does, if a pitcher is struggling, I mean, do you, do you try to fit, you know, get some extra work into a guy this later? Is that crazy? I mean, you're going to lay a guy off who's not pitching well. I mean, if it's one of your key guys and he's not going real well, you're going to be more conscious of just giving him time off rather than trying to push him. Right. Well, depending why he's not doing well, if, if he's not doing well, because he's had a lot of work. Yes. But if he needs work, cause you want to get him right, you're going to, you're going to work him. Um, and I don't really think that, the, you know, they have too many of those guys. Um, you know, you know, you look at Britain's appearances, Canely's appearances, and Adovino appearances. You know, I think they're the top 20 in, 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 in baseball. So you're, you're somewhat conscious of that, um, that they don't get overworked this last month and that you make sure um, – that they're ready to go come October. 1st. Yeah, they've had a lot of work. They really have. And Adovino and Canley have been very good. They really have. Yeah. You know, they've, they've done a very good job. And uh, as far as 
as guys like uh, Happ and Paxson, do you need to see anything? Sp- I mean, you're going to pitch him. You know that. You're going to pitch Paxson yeah. for sure. We know that. Yeah. I mean, you're going. Do you feel like you need to see anything special from them down the stretch? Well, I, I, I think Severino plays in the decision with Hat somewhat. You know how he's pitching, um, and in if Severino's pitching well, he could bump Hat. He really could. Yeah, I could see that, too. And, again, it depends on the team. I mean, you're going to treat the Dodgers very different than you're going to treat the Astros, that's for sure. I mean, you know, yeah. from especially those two. I mean, one so lefty and one so righty. I mean, more than more than anything else. And, you know, the Dodgers have had trouble against good pitching. They really they haven't, oh, hit, they yeah. haven't hit well against good pitching. No, and, and, and they can get pretty left-handed with some of their power and their big hitters. So lefties, I, I, I think, are somewhat of a challenge for them. And and I think for Houston and the Yankees, they're built to beat lefties. So I, I you know, I, I like the Dodgers to make it to the World Series, but I think they're in a tough spot once they get there. And Verland is an equation now that you almost have to take him into a separate category the way he's pitching. You know, that, I well, mean, him and Cole are one and two in every every major yeah, category. And Verland has been un. I mean, he's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. he, he's hit late in the season. And he's been amazing. He's been he's been unbelievable late. Yeah, I think he lives for this time of year. I, I, I think it's probably the most satisfying thing for him. What's gonna, what, what is the key for the Yankees to beat the Astros in your mind? I mean, we know how good they are. We know how even the series is. Is it bullpen? I mean, what is, the, what is your, in your mind the thing that you think the Yankees can do better? I would think it's in the bullpen, right? Um, yeah, but I think it's their starters giving them a little bit of distance where, you know, Canley, Britton, um, you know, whoever else, Adovino and and possibly but Batanzas and Chapman, they're not having to throw in every game. You know that sort of thing. So I think it's it's important that you know in a five game series they don't see him five times because you start to get used to guys and and that makes a big difference. The other thing I I think it's important for the Yankees to do is to they're going to have to score runs. Um, they're going to have to score runs. And and continue to pound the baseball like they have been. Uh, they've sure done. I mean, they've sure done that. They've been a little, what they've been better at this year. They've been better with two outs and runners in scoring position. They've been better than they were last year. That's been their key. They still hit the same home runs. They still strike out the same times. They just hit the ball better with runners in scoring position this year. Yeah, I mean, they have some guys that are really good at grinding out at, at, yeah. at bat. Yep. Um, and, and they've done a really good job. Uh, so there's. There's been a few less strikeouts in yes. that order. Yeah, especially Lemayu and Urshela have been very good with two outs and runners in scoring position. Those, yeah, even yeah. Glaber. I mean, yep. he, he he's going to grind out some at bats, and Tuckman's going to grind out some at bats, and you know these guys these guys have done an amazing job. They really have. I mean, it's but I can't remember a team that had subs come in and play so far above what their careers say. I mean, they've had yeah. they've had guys do it. I mean. They've had four guys come in and do it. You know, Ford had not been in a major league. Togman, if you look at him or Shella or even Mabin, their numbers are so above their career numbers, it's unbelievable. Off the charts. And, you know, that's, you can look at it. That's a, that's a big reason why the Yankees are saying we have a chance to have home field advantage because of what those guys have done. No, it really has made a big difference. Would you be worried about, uh, I mean, has Tanaka been consistent? I mean, he's been very good and very bad. I mean, so does Tanaka worry you at all, or are you okay with Tanaka? I never worry about him once the playoffs start. Do you worry sometimes there'll be some inconsistencies during the season? Yes. Once the playoffs start, 
don't worry one bit. Good big game pitcher, I agree. He, yes. he, he always has been. Would you do you expect Herman? I mean, does he concern you? He hasn't been great the second half of the season. His numbers haven't been great. I mean, he could be wearing down a little bit. Does he concern you in the postseason? Yes, just because of the wear down factor. You know, you think about the amount of innings that he has, and he's, you know, he's been hurt the last, you know, a couple of years ago, and he's young, and he's, and you know, he's not very strong in stature, so you do worry about him a little bit. I love his stuff. I, I love how he competes, but you do worry about the fatigue factor a little bit. We're talking with Joe Girardi. All right, uh, the wild cards. Now, amazingly, the Twins have kind of shed the Indians. Give them credit; they've done a good job. You know that they they kind Not of they, they've put the Indians away. Not surprised, just because of the schedule that Cleveland has run into, um, and, and their schedule will continue. The week to in New good. York didn't help the Indians at all. That's for sure. No. Their schedule is the toughest. I believe that Oakland probably has the easiest schedule, um, but they're a few games behind in the sense that they haven't played as many games. Um, I think they've played three less games than Tampa, yep. so you got to assume that you know they have to win all three of those to be tied to Tampa. But I think that I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland fell out of it. I think the Ramirez injury is significant, and I think they have the toughest schedule. We well, have three teams right now that are. I mean, basically all have 58 losses. Tampa, Cleveland, and Oakland all have 58 losses. Uh, which one, your odd team out is Cleveland right now? Yeah, I, I, just because of the scheduling, what they, what they have left, um, I think it's difficult. And, you know, they're not going to get Ramirez back anytime soon. So that would be a concern for me. How significant is the Cub lead right now? You know, they they came in New York, did the job. They uh, they pinned the Mets. Now the Mets have not died, but they're four out. No, the the Cubs have a two and a half game lead uh, over Philly, and then a three and a half over Arizona, and a four over Milwaukee and the Mets. Uh, Washington is in a very solid place still. I mean, Washington's eighteen games over five hundred, so they've you know they're, they've they've mm-hmm. played and they, and they're a dangerous team, I think, in the postseason too. Uh, I agree. Uh, well, do you think the Cubs are in good shape right now? I do. Uh, I look at Philly's schedule; it's brutal. I mean, absolutely brutal. The toughest schedule of any of those wild card contenders. Milwaukee's schedule is fairly tough. The Mets' schedule is probably the second toughest, and then Arizona actually has the weakest. Um, and they've come on. Up. I mean, they're only three and a half behind. Well, they don't. They don't play the Dodgers anymore. Um, I mean, they play Cincinnati and Miami and, and and some clubs. You're like, really? You know, I think they have two series left against San Diego. But when you look at who they play, they're not in their division a lot, and they have some of the teams that are on on the lower echelon. So Arizona. I mean, probably has the easiest schedule. I don't think they catch the Cubs. I think you, the Cubs, you think it's Washington and the Cubs in the in the wild card? Yeah, I you do. know what? The Cubs when they came to New York and won those games, those were big wins. Those were oh, you know huge. Those were huge. big big wins. They really were. The but, Mets just had to win one. I know that That's killed they them. They lost six yeah. games in a row there. It just killed them. Absolutely yeah. killed them. It did. And they've come back and played well the last four days too, which surprised me because they left town. They were dying, and they they they've played well the last couple of days. They really have, you know. Yeah, it's September. I had them on the road against you know the the Mets versus Philly, and yep. um, you know, I mean, it was it was good to see. Now, right now, it's September third, and there are I want to give you the exact number. I did it before. I want to give you the exact number of how many guys uh, right now have 
over 30 home runs. I think it's I think it's 35 guys. Let me give it to you right now. Uh, that have over 35 home runs on. Uh, there's there's 10 guys, uh, 12 guys that have over 36 home runs. There are over 100 players with 20 home runs, and there are 35 guys with 30 home runs or more with a month to play. Baseball's got to do something about these home runs. Oh, I definitely agree. Um, you know, the most sacred thing in baseball is is the records and and the stats of players, and they've been inflated this year. There's no doubt about it. And I don't want to take anything away from the players, but they've made it really hard on pitchers today, and the ball is flying. And, you know, for a game that wants to see more action, um, if the ball's flying, guys are going to try to hit home runs, and they're going to try to be productive that way. So there's going to be more strikeouts. And with pitchers not wanting to throw strikes because the ball's flying, there's going to be more walks. So it's exactly what they don't want. Yeah, I agree. It's been overdone. They've got they've cheapened the home run to the point where everybody hits one, everybody hits 10, your utility guy hits 10, your eighth hitter hits 15. I mean, it's it's gotten cheap. It really has. I might have got to double digits. Uh, I don't know about that. We're not going to go crazy oh. now. Now, listen, you might have. You know, you might have. You know that? You, you, you actually might have. What was your all-time high in one season? Eight. Eight? Eight. Was that in Colorado? Yes, sir. That's figured it was in Colorado. What, what was the most you hit in Chicago? Oh, probably two or three. Okay. Um, we talked about this guy a couple weeks ago before I went on vacation. Anthony Rendon, 337-32-111 going into free agency at 29 years old. I mean, the guy is just – I mean, think about a guy who gets no publicity. 32-111-337. This guy has become one of the best players in baseball. Yes, he has. And – I watch his approach. He takes what you give him. He uses the whole field. He gets his foot down early. He's not trying to hit home runs. If you look, he does not strike out. Um, he takes, you know, his fair share of walks. Um, he's the guy that really makes that lineup go. Now, those first four guys, I mean, you could argue are as good as any first four guys in baseball. With, with Turner and Eaton at the top, both of them have, have been outstanding at getting on base. Turner runs. Eaton's a pain in the butt. Yep. And then Rendon and Soto. I mean, Soto's 20 years old and he looks like, you know, he hits like a Soto's unbelievable. Guy. And he never, never, he walks like crazy. The guy yep. never swings at a bad pitch. Soto is 20 years old. He is the second fastest to 50 homers in the history of baseball at 20 years of age. Only Mel Ott was faster to 50 homers than this guy. I mean, I've just been so impressed by, you know, I've seen a lot of Washington. And um, they've made some they've made some um, additions to their bullpen that I believe that is really going to help. Uh, you know, they've been a dog in the postseason. Is this year going to be different? I believe it is. I, I believe this is the year that they're going to give people fits. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, the only thing that would hurt them is if Scherzer continues to have these, you know, scap issues yep. um, flare up. But if he's right. They're going to give people problems. Joe, how does a guy come up at 20 and know to take 100 walks? I don't I mean, know. At 20 years old, this guy has – he walked – he's going to walk 100 times this year. He's got a 400 on-base percentage. He had a 400 on-base percentage last year. The guy has hit already in his career 53 home runs in two seasons. He's got 30 home runs. He has got 90 – almost 90 walks. 
you know, when, when, you, when you watch him hit, focus on his lower half and how good it is. I, I, I bet if you had Kevin Long on, he would say it's one of the best he's ever had, the way he uses his legs and the way he, um, his stride is short and he gets his foot down. It's as, it's as good as anyone that I've seen, and that's why he's so successful. I mean, to have a guy that has that kind of bat control and, and is able to discern balls and strikes at that age, it's, it's remarkable. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, they were mentioning Bobby Abreu, but Bobby Abreu didn't have his power. No. And I bet if you looked at his eyesight, I bet it's off the charts. You know, I bet he's a 2010 or even better than, if you can be better than that. I bet his eyesight is off the charts. I would say. All right, Joe, good to talk to you. We'll try it again. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. All right, Joe Girardi.